What's up, everybody? It's Casey with Two Worlds Podcast, and with me, as always, it's the uh, Laffy to my Taffy. It's Jake. How you doing, bud? I'm good. What makes me Laffy over Taffy? I don't know. I just, you know, again, it's first the first thing. No one says the, you know, Taffy Laffy. But uh, Fair enough. So I, I read an, an article in uh, Men's Health, and it had the like the dryers favorite exercises and you know what the what its favorite exercise is what is it spinning ah. <laughs> i have a laffy taffy here so i just wanted to read that it's a good one yeah i i added a little bit of my own flair to it <laughs> <laughs> okay so I didn't know when you wanted to put it into the episode, but I did see the Batman today. Yeah, I figured we'll just do that like after news before YouTube break because we don't have a lot of news. No, we don't. But that sounds good to me. Uh, looks like I've got a couple more, so I will go first. Um, we got the the official uh green light that john dimaggio will return to the futurama revival still shouldn't be made <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad he's getting paid though yeah no i saw some stuff where like the reason he wasn't asked before now is because he made a lot of people not happy on the show really yeah I mean, now this isn't me getting political, but you think they'd get really mad about, you know, Matt Groening being on uh, being a for sure person that flew on the Epstein Express. But apparently they don't care about that. <laughs> it's like um, he was just getting a foot massage. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really I don't know anything about any of them. But, yeah. a lot, you know, some fans were happy. So, yeah. And then, gosh, the, it's, the, the news is just abysmal this week. Um, Ariana DeBose has been cast as Calypso in Craven the Hunter. Yeah, I mean, I have no excitement for this movie after old uh, Quicksilver. I have no personality is cast as Craven, so I don't really care about that. <laughs> it's just, unless they're like Bruce Campbell's going to play everyone else in this movie i'll be like okay well now i'm into it <laughs> why bruce campbell though that, that i don't know random. i think i just think he looks like he could be craven or like young bruce campbell looks like he could have been craven at one point so now i'm just like have him be everybody else why not make him okay. be the grim hunter and the other cravens and craven's daughter <laughs> fair enough so uh, Keanu Reeves has been revealed as Batman in the Super Pets trailer. Did you watch the Super Pets trailer, by the way? No. It actually looks kind of funny. I hate the animation style that they have for uh, Batman and stuff, but it was kind of funny because like he's talking to Kevin Hart's, who I think he's going to be Ace the Bat Hound, unless they just change up the name. But he's like, Batman's like, I can't have any friends because you know my par- I watch my parents die. And then he's like, my old family left me behind and like they're like basically like identical things that they're saying back and forth and they kind of look at each other like oh you know (laughs) (laughs) so it was it was pretty good and so yeah i mean i'm i'm hoping that movie's gonna be funny because it's like either gonna be really funny or just really cringe but i'm hoping funny yeah uh i mean i'm not opposed to watching it it's one of those things where i'll remember it's a thing one day when i'm browsing hbo and checking yeah Um, And my last two bits of news are also TV show related. So Amazon is eyeing a God of War live action series. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to, how well that's going to work. I mean, I know they'll put the budget, the money into it to make it look good, but still, I've never been a huge God of War fan either though. Would you be interested in, I'm, I'm a feeling you would since you like, kind of the mythology stuff but uh yeah i mean i'm not opposed to it i've not played the game 
I know yeah. it's supposed to be really good, but I mean, if it's a show about some Norse mythology stuff, then I'm down. Well, actually, it'd be Greek mythology. The Norse came much later, sir. Well, but the article I saw posted a picture from the Norse game. That's really stupid. Why would they start with the latest game? I don't know. I mean, if they're yeah. if they're gonna go through different mythologies, it doesn't really matter which comes first. Yeah, but I mean, I just would you would think the first, you know, like he had three games all Greek or Roman mythology. You would you would at least do spend like two seasons on that. <laughs> we'll see. There there wasn't much else in there except for hey, they might do it. Yeah, I gotcha. And then my last bit of news is some uh, GCPD spinoff news. Uh, the show's been put on hold, but the uh, one director dude, what's his name? The Batman director. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to say it and be like, no, that's, you know, known serial killer Matt Reeves. That's not, <laughs> there's yeah. no director named that, you know. But uh, yeah, so he is like, he says it's been put on hold, but it's also like he's like it's gonna actually focus more on arkham asylum uh it's gonna have like a much bigger horror type thing the one thing is like that i don't get is like an arkham asylum based thing you would need a lot more rogues than just riddler and penguin to make that interesting so i don't know if there's stuff that happens in that movie that you know you get a lot more but maybe that's what you know maybe that's how it can work who knows but yeah. So, I mean, would you be in, in to that or would you prefer to some more cop based drama law and order style, but with Gordon? Um, no, I mean, I, I'm down for whatever they're going to do, it, wh- whatever they put out. Uh, I think it's worth at least watching one episode. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I'd be in or I'd watch it for sure. Unless like I, unless when I see this movie, I hate it so much that it just gives me like a, uh, you know, a heart attack that I'm not going to watch it for my own health, you know? Right. Uh, and then my last bit, HBO dropped a trailer for the DMZ series. That's uh, the one that Rosario Dawson is leading. I didn't get to watch it because I just saw it right before we hopped on this thing. So I'll watch it after the fact. But uh, yeah. All right. Nice. I, I've not, I don't even know really much about it. So, you know, it stands it's for Dragon Master. Oh, okay. Dragon Master Zero, right? Uh, no. Demilitarized Zone. Oh, <laughs> mine sounds cooler. It 100% does. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, man. So tell me all about the Batman and don't warn us when you have a spoiler coming. Just be like, ah, Bruce Wayne's an orphan, you know, that type of stuff. Well, let's do this. Casey, Casey, you know, marks in the description where stuff happens. So look in the description and see where we're talking about the Batman. Because I mean, I don't plan on spoiling anything for you unless you're like, no, tell me what happens. Um, but anyway, I overall really enjoyed it. Definitely a creepier vibe than what we normally get. I mean, people that are saying it's like the movie Seven, but with, you know, the Batman, that's pretty accurate. Um they really make Riddler out to be like the Zodiac killer. And, you know, I it's, it's whatever. He looks silly, but also very creepy. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think that's, that's the look they were going for. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, they say in the movie that this is actually two years into Bruce being Batman. So you can tell that he's not like come into being bruce wayne if that makes sense you know what i mean like we i i saw something on twitter earlier that was like this is the only batman movie where there's not a scene of bruce in a tuxedo at a gala (laughs) somewhere in the movie um we really don't get that uh 
you know, where he is playing the whole playboy billionaire thing, which, you know, it, that is a little bit disappointing because I feel like that's an important part for Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but at the same time, if they're going to do multiple things and we get to see some like character progression, I think that's totally fine too. Clearly. I mean, Bruce is like kind of messed up in this a little bit. So, um, but I really liked it. They do some things like they pull stuff from like uh, earth one and year one and hush, like, not like huge plot points, but you're going to be like, oh, they did that in Hush or that was in Earth One. So be on the lookout for all sorts of Easter eggs um, and like minor plot points. But, I wouldn't pick up on an Earth One one at all. Like I only read the first arc, arc of that book. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's not it's not major stuff. Yeah. But if you're like, I wonder if that's been done before. Um, chances are, yeah, they pulled it from one comic or another. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it, it was cool. The cast killed it. Like Gordon is amazing. Good. Um, I hear he's I've heard he's a great actor. I had not seen him in anything. So I was like, I mean, I'm sure he's gonna be good, you know. <laughs> I mean, really, all I know him from is uh the Hunger Games and I only watched in- a couple episodes of Westworld, but yeah, I know he's pe- in Westworld too. People like him from that, from the yeah. people I've talked to. So, yeah, he was definitely one of the best parts. Um, like I said, Paul Dano, super creepy. Catwoman's cool. I, dude, they made they made Colin Farrell look so different that I had yeah. to be like, I thought Colin Farrell was Penguin. <laughs> and then That's I, I waited for the credits. I'm like, he was okay that's hilarious yeah is there an after credit scene that i need to be aware of no don't stick around (laughs) um this i will spoil because there is something but it's just riddler's like font and it says you're still here question mark and that's all you get at the end of it um so yeah definitely don't sit through all those darn credits for that yeah um but yeah how is your boy andy circus i liked him this is yeah this is the uh like the british uh marine like mi6 alfred but not not in like a bad way it's just like he mentions at one point uh you know kind of training bruce how to like fight a little bit yeah um I mean, but, we kind of got the same same vibes with uh, Michael Caine in uh, Dark Knight when he's talking about basically how he was a mercenary. And right. he's like, there's some people who just want to watch the world burn. And like Bruce was like, yeah, I know you killed a bunch of people. Okay, I get it. You know, <laughs> like, right. he, doesn't, he doesn't even shrug. Yeah, he was like, okay. Um, but he's still very much like a father, like Alfred, you know, the Alfred that we know and love. Yeah. Um, and that's just my like, my bias for all Lord of the Rings actors aside, I really do think he was a good Alfred. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there was another like standout. Yeah, I don't know. I, I also I also really liked Robert Pattinson as Batman. Like I know he's he's a little bit different in this, but uh, it's one that I can get behind for a few more movies if they decide to go that route. Was his batman voice good because the trailers did make it seem better than bales for sure yeah i mean he wasn't really putting on a voice like he he made himself made himself sound a little more gruff but he wasn't like doing the whole voice yeah that's how you should do it right because that's how i mean that's how batman the animated series did it and that's how it worked best yeah yeah. Though I'm still gonna when I do my Batman impression, I'm still doing the Bale voice because it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you'll I think you'll be fine with how he does it. All right. And also, I mean, this is like while I didn't care for Zero Year, this is like the kind of like look wise what he was going for, kind of more tactical, um, not not a refined suit at all. Yeah. Um, Hope and, we get the purple gloves then. 
no no purple gloves oh. that was like one of my favorite callbacks because they like you know they went golden age with it but greg capula's art I was like, right you know, it's pretty yeah. awesome um suit's still cool super cool i um i like how they do some of the gadgets so and there aren't like a lot of gadgets but whenever he uses them it's like that's kind of how it would work sort of thing yeah are the are the gadgets less for fighting in this and more for detective work i mean really more uh, i'm gonna say half and half because he uses like like contact lenses that record everything he's seeing so he can go back later and look through it. So that's detective okay. work. But then he uses his grapple a lot. And most of the time it's just for traversing. But like once or twice, he uses it to like trip up somebody or something like I that. Gotcha. So um, a little bit of both. Right on. Yeah. But otherwise, unless you have any specific questions, I don't really want to give anything away. Yeah. No, I mean, here, here's the one thing. Is were the was the Joker spoilers that I brought up? Was that accurate? Because I remind me what you said about the there spoilers. was an actor that was supposed to be supposedly going to be playing Joker, and it was like going to be the big reveal at the end of the movie. Was this guy's Joker? Like we're going to get Joker basically set up for the next one? Yeah. Okay. Shoot, I didn't expect that. I was expecting that not to be true. It's just at the end. Spoiler alert, Casey. Riddler doesn't win. <laughs> so Riddler's in Arkham. And then there's somebody in the next cell over who uh, just gives a little Joker-esque speech and then like cackles. And that's really yeah. all you get. Um, I gotcha. The voice was fine. I didn't care for the laugh. But, you know, they'll probably work on that. If, if they decide to use him as like a but that's the thing like say they do this show who knows who else is sitting in Arkham at this time yeah right because technically he's been Batman for two years and also we really don't get anybody else that's in there other than yeah. those two so and I'm pretty sure Matt Reeves said that he that that the Joker isn't full on Joker he's just like Maybe he's just a criminal at this point who happens I gotcha. to be in Arkham. So, oh, and then and one last question: How much cringy Tom King Bat Cat dialogue is there? Just the one. Okay, thank God. That that scene is so dumb, though. And let me tell you why. It's at the end of the movie, and uh, Selena is at a grave. And you know, Batman pops up and he, you know, scares the grave. He's like, yeah, oh, I'm your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pops up out of the out of the grave, and uh, anyway, she's like, oh, like I wish you'd quit, you know, scaring me or just say hello like a normal person. But then they have their scene. And they leave. They both leave on motorcycles that are parked there. So I'm like, she didn't hear him pull up, or was his motorcycle already just there? Like it just, it didn't. You know what I mean? Like it didn't yeah. make any sense. She's so surprised well, he, that he's there, but then he gets on his motorcycle. <laughs> has the uh, a very nice bat muffler on his motorcycle that makes it very quiet, except for or every other scene in the movie. No, it's an electric, and he's got the button to make the loud noise to be intimidating. Ah, so it's you. just like, he's like, I'm driving electric version because I care about the environment. <laughs> right. But in that scene, that's when she's like, the bat and the cat, I like the sound of that. I don't think she rhymes like, like that. <laughs> just, but it's, like, it's like, don't rhyme me, Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise, their uh, their dialogue is different. All right. That's good. Yeah, man, that's all my questions. So out of 10, what would you give it? I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm still like riding the high of of it, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. apart from some like really minor stuff, there wasn't anything that I was like, man, that was just so stupid. So I'm at like a nine out of ten. Right on, man. My my favorite prior to that 
this was Batman Begins, and it's definitely like right there with it. Yeah, nice. Okay. Um, so yeah, now we will take our ad break and then we'll come back and talk about the comics we read. So we'll be right back. All right, folks, uh, welcome back. If you'd like to hear Casey and I just have a casual conversation about a couple things from this week, uh, check out our YouTube. That is Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. There's talks about records and milk crates and uh, a North Korean kidnapping. And yeah. I'm not even kidding. So yeah, it's just the usual, really. Just, just the usual. Uh, but anyway, Casey, what comics did you read this week, my dude? So I read Noctera number eight, Monkey Prince number two, Adventure Man number eight, The Nice House on the Lake, book seven, uh, The Amazing Spider Man 91, Newburn number four, Batman 121, She Hulk number two. Strange number one, one star squadron four of six, Daredevil Woman Without Fear number three. What about you? I read uh, Batman 121, The Thing number five. Ah, oh, shoot, I forgot about The Thing. I missed that. Um, Jim Henson's The Storyteller Shapeshifters number one. Woman Without Fear 3, Strange number 1, She-Hulk number 2, and Moon Knight number 9. I'm very upset about the thing. I can't believe I missed it. I know. I uh, I made it a point to read that for you. I know. Was it I'm curious. Though. Uh, it was alright. Right. Once we're done, like, talking about all the books i'm curious what your favorite from the whole week is right on. it's just a solid week like that's one thing yeah. i was uh, yeah like, I was exactly like, i mean like i'm there there's like one or two that i wasn't you know loving but for the most part everything was really really good and the good stuff really hit right but uh we're gonna start the uh start the timer for the hour man hour long comic review hopefully it's shorter than an hour Okay, should be. <laughs> so we're going to start with Noctera. This is by Scott Snyder and Tony Estaniel. And I I liked it. We get uh, Blacktop Bill like being... I, I started off, I'm like... First off, this guy, he's designed by Tony Daniel. He looks... So he looks cool. Like, from a, for a 90s kid, he looks cool. You know what I mean? Like, maybe someone older than me might be like, oh, he's kind of lame. Or someone younger than me might be like, oh, he's kind of lame. But as a 90s kid, this is the type of aesthetic that I love. Where it's just like, I mean, it's either spikes and long hair or like just all dark with guns. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he's always looked cool. And then, so I was like, oh, it's, it's weird. that, And they made him like very anti-hero-y. And I mean, like complete jerk, but also like, cool about it you know and so like i'm like ah he's gonna like there's no way like it's hard to root against someone like that because you think he's just so cool like boba fett you know and so in this at the end of this one spoiler alert it's like i'm joining the team even though i'm terrible so (laughs) yeah that's pretty cool but all in all like this series is still kind of like just so so it's not like i've not been loving it like i was early on so yeah i'm gonna give it a six out of ten Okay. Uh, I will talk about Moon Knight. And this is written by Jed McKay and art by Alessandro Capuccio. And this was a good book. We get some more. Um, so essentially, Moon Knight goes into this building. It's, uh, it's a six-story building but it's only supposed to be a five-story building. They're like, we don't know where this other story came from. So Moon Knight goes in there. Uh, he, you know, he feels something like tickling his mind or whatever. He finds some other people in there and discovers that the sixth floor is like alive. It's like 
this haunted house monster that clings onto other houses and then just like lures the people up to that floor and takes over their mind basically. And Moon Knight goes in there and he's like, you know, I, I, you can't, you can't have my mind because people have tried that before and it never works out for them. And actually earlier in the issue, uh, the haunted house kind of like tried Moon Knight's mind and then like spit him out. So Moon Knight goes back in there. And uh, he's like, I have an offer for you. Let these people go and come with me and uh, I'll give you a purpose because he mentions like Dr. Strange and a couple other magic people that like have banished this house before. So Moon Knight uh, goes to his midnight uh, mission that was blown up a couple issues ago. And we see like some wispy, smoky stuff come over there and take over the uh, the midnight mission. And now they're just, that's the residence. Like they're working out of this haunted house because Moon Knight is like, <laughs> cool, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was weird, but it's cool. Like that's not usually how stuff like this goes. Normally he'd just be banished again, but Moon Knight's like, no. I've got I've got something that that'll work for both of us. So come on down. Yeah, uh, and I, I thought that was pretty awesome. So uh, so yeah, and also I just wanted to show how amazing this art is again. That is awesome. And it's just that for the entire issue. It just it's a gorgeous book. So yeah, um, I liked this a whole bunch. I don't have anything bad to say about it. So I'm gonna give it a ten. Right on, man. Okay, so next for me is going to be Monkey Prince number two, and this is by <clears throat> Jean Lewin Yang and Bernard Chang on the art. And I mean, I love Evil Penguin's design. I'll toss that out there. <laughs> I do like, too. That, that doesn't look like Colin Farrell either. And um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the story itself—it's like it's perfectly inter- like, it's interesting and it's fine and it's like its character learning how to do stuff the where it falters in my opinion is the way batman and robin are written specifically robin damien does not read like joshua williamson's damien like this reads like batman and robin dick grayson damien era damien so it's just like it's he hasn't had all the growth in this it doesn't feel like that he has now so that's really kind of where it drags <clears throat> the story itself's interesting i am interested in seeing where stuff goes with the new you know not the new but the the evil powered up penguin seeing how that goes and how his you know stuff with his parents goes and all that stuff and see if he te- is able to team up with batman without you know keep freaking out and hating him but it's a perfectly enjoyable book um i think i'm a little old for it like, I do think this is a book kind of for people in the late, you know, teens, early 20s area and being a crusty old 30 year old, you know, that's less for me, but it's fine. It's a five for me, though. Are you going to keep reading it? Uh, I mean, it's a limited series, so probably, it, you know, <laughs> see how it goes. I mean, you read Crush and Lobo. right and this is still like better than that in every way yeah except actually i don't know the art is their art in crush and level was really good yeah all right so next i've got storyteller shapeshifters number one and this is written by andre fratino and art by nori rutherford so um this was like a cool kind of mythology type story about um, an Irish, like a, a group of Irish siblings that uh, get turned into swans so that they can't take over their father's kingdom by, uh, and that's all done by, of course, an evil uh, consultant who dabbles in black magic because he wants the throne for himself. Yep. Classic tale. Um, but then 
uh, spoiler alert, they break the curse and learn some life lessons along the way. And it's very wholesome. And I loved it. So even though this was just sort of a goofy one shot, it gets a 10 out of 10 because the art is so, so good. And this is like the perfect embodiment embodiment of what I want out of the storyteller series. So, you know, if Batman was like an old folklore story, Alfred 100% would have killed Bruce and Martha and would have like not been able to kill or not uh, Thomas and Martha and would have tried to kill Bruce, but wouldn't have. And then Bruce would have had to have like trained and then killed Alfred himself because Alfred, you know, now has all the money and he's ruling Gotham. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's a sad story that I don't think many people want. No, but I mean, DC's going to make it happen. That's going to be the next movie. Just watch. Tom Taylor's going to write it. Yeah, he's like, Bat, Butler, Cutler. (laughs) (laughs) Cutler. Okay, so next up for me is Adventure Man number eight. And this is by Matt Fraction with the Dotsons on the art. The art in this is, as always, really, really good. I love it. The story itself, it's kind of dragging. Like, this that's the weird part. I was thinking about this. The story is just kind of so-so, but, like, Matt does a really good job with the character parts so like even though i'm not like super into the main plot and everything that's going on there like there's a kind of flirty part between what what the guy like i don't know this dude's name but the guy uh, his name's Crossdraw, and he calls the main the main lady adventure ma'am <laughs> and she's like oh god that's worse than adventure woman i'm like i i actually really love that and like there's like kind like he kind of asks her out on a date and they're like kind of flirting but they're both terrible at it but it's not written in like a bad way it's written in like a very like oh yeah this is kind of cute and i love i love it type of way and so fraction does a really good job with that it's just like i said the plot kind of it's just so so but I still really like it. So it's a very enjoyable book and it's a book people should be reading if I'm being honest. So I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Next for me is the thing number five. It's written by Walter Mosley and art by Tom Riley. And I got to mention the colors by Jordi Belair. Um, I, I'm not going to say anything about this because Casey loves this book a lot and I don't want to spoil it, but it's pretty effing weird, (laughs) especially by the end of it. So uh, definitely enjoyable though. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Right on, man. I really hope they get to do another thing series, like another thing mini like this, like take a break and just go again Mm because I'm loving it. There's plenty of Marvel characters that could get this treatment. Yeah. Well, I mean, Thing had his own book for forever. A and, long time. Yeah. And it was great and stupid and fun. So Not just, to mention two in one, or was it Team Up? Team Up. Yeah, because Spider-Man had two in one. Yeah. But Yeah. And then they did uh, two in one Team Up when they teamed up together. Right. <laughs> so next is the nice house on the lake book seven with by tynan and alvaro martinez bueno on the art and i missed an issue because i read too many books and i forget to tell you i gloss over stuff and it just doesn't even click that i missed it so like whew, i was very like this is the type of book where you don't want to miss an issue because i was very lost but uh, it's interesting. It is, though, very much a book that I think is going to be better collected. It's doing less for me now than it did prior, and it's been kind of slowly doing that. There's like every once in a while something happens, and I'm like, ooh, this is cool. Then it kind of goes back to being like, okay, let's wait till that next cool thing happens, you know? Right. So, yeah, it's, it, this, this was just all right, and I'm going to give this a 5.5. Are we on? Are you? Oh, you, you still got more books? Nope, I don't. Oh, never mind. So I'm going to get through The Amazing Spider Man number 91. What lurks behind Door Z? And this is by Kelly Thompson and Sarah Pacelli and Fran Gala doing the pencils. Um, so I normally complain. I'm like, oh, this book just covers what happened last time. 
and you know i i we took two pages of this well this time it's the exact opposite it feels like there's three pages that they could have had in there to kind of show us what happened between the two issues because this time they're just both spider-men are just at this place fighting a bunch of bad baddies it's like oh okay (laughs) and then the uh um daughters of the dragon show up missy and uh what's her name and like they're very bendesified where like they have the the quippy dialogue throughout and it's like the little bits i've read with missy she's never acted like this outside of when kelly thompson writes her (laughs) so i mean it's not not my ideal way for her but at least we get misty you know like that's that's kind of like one of those things where it's like the same thing with hercules and nova and al ewing's writing i'm like i don't like the way you're writing these characters but at least they're not forgotten anymore so like that's a plus but it's also barely above zero (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so it's I guess it it's interesting, and then like the big reveal of what's behind door Z, number Z. Is um, it zombies? No. Oh. It doesn't start with a Z at all. Oh. Yeah, it's just like ABC. This is the last door. <laughs> but it's pretty cool, and you'll see what's on there when you see the cover for the next issue. That's gonna be drawn by Art Adams. It looks amazing, but the story itself, again. I said this was a really solid week. We haven't really got to the, the really, really good stuff yet. So this is like a six out of 10 for me. It's still really, you know, it's perfectly fine, but it's as a whole, this Spider-Man series would do a lot better. One issue a month exercised. Well, hopefully, well, it should be getting back to that once a month real soon. Yeah, but I don't know about that art. Oh, I, I know about it. It's terrible. all right so uh next is new burn by zadarsky and jacob phillips and this story is pretty dang cool so new burn gets approached to do to figure out who killed a cop and he's like i don't work for you cops and then they're like you do or we kill you you know and so then he has to do this job and he figures it out figures out what happened and then he basically it's just like it's just like the cops that were like playing him. He's like, ah, you've been played now. And he turns the tables and it's, it's a pretty cool one off. Like this series has just been like a, a, you know, like mystery of the week type of thing so far. So like, I do want it to get like kind of a bigger story going. I think that's where this series is going, but it's still really enjoyable. So I'm at a 8.5 out of 10 on that. Nice. All right. So what order do you want to do this stuff in? um i'll let you choose i think i chose last week all right so let's start with strange one start and then go one star squadron daredevil she hulk batman okay i don't have batman and one star in front of me because i read them at work so you take over on those that's i can do strange though sweet Okay, so which, by the way, I got the art room cover. It's so nice. Sweet cover, man. Yeah. Um, So this is written by Jed McKay. And pencils are done by Marcelo Ferreira. Which, by the way, dude, uh, after this book and Moon Knight, Jed McKay is rising in the ranks for me for writers. Yep. Like, with... His strange stuff, and I'll talk about this with this book too. It's like it's a very high, and then like not really a low, but it's like high and a medium. Mm-hmm. And that's how Death of Doctor Strange was, and that's how this whole book is for me. There's some parts in it that I'm like, oh, this is awesome. There's other parts <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is fine, you know. But like, but what part- were the awesome parts? I mean, first off, the art in it is awesome. So I know that has nothing to do with Jed McKay, but when uh, Doctor Doom tries to like basically tell her you know cleo what's up and she's just like very much not having it that was awesome yeah like you know and then i like i like the way wong was written i kind of didn't like it too but i also i liked it a lot because it's like yeah his best friend is dead and he's very unhappy about it you know 
And then, you know, I didn't like how she just kept being like, I need the good stuff of coffee. Like, that's no offense to you. I know this is going to be very much like, it sounds like you're, I'm attacking you, but that's insufferable. <laughs> 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 but I have to ask you, were you like, as you're reading this, you're like, I need some of that coffee. I mean, I read my comics early in the morning, so I'm already having coffee as I read it. Yeah. So I was mostly just like, I get that. Yeah, I didn't know if you're like, I need to go to this bazaar and find some of that coffee. I mean, I would certainly try some dark dimension. Yeah. Dark roast. Because I had, <laughs> as as mentioned before, I love a good dark roast. Yeah. But I agree. The- I like it. I like the parts with Wong and uh and I like seeing bats just kind of chill there and lay in her lap. That's nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, art's cool. I like her her um, sorceress supreme uh, costume. Super cool. I thought it was funny though that she like she's like I'm gonna get out. You know when I'm walking the streets, gonna get out of this cape and stuff. That would draw too much attention. Then she goes to her regular clothes that are not regular person clothes at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about that last page reveal yeah well first off when i when i think about it more and more it doesn't make any sense first because he would be eric masterson because it thunderstrike shows up as a as a zombie but thunderstrike was the mace his son has the mace so he would just be Eric Masterson, which I know would not be near as cool as, you know, a guy coming They're up. Like, and he's like, oh. Yeah, it's just some guy. It's like, oh, he looks like he could be an architect. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> I mean, have you seen him? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like that didn't, you know, that was fine. Like, I love me some Thunderstrike. So like you know, it's gonna be cool. Even though Look, he's... you're you're underplaying that. Thunderstrike is one of your very favorite characters. I mean, like I said, I what what I love him three thousand. Okay. That, okay, yeah, that's a little better. <laughs> better than I like me some Thunderstrike. I said like, I love I, me some. I like me some Thunderstrike. I said I, I said love. love. Okay. I did say love. I okay. love me some Thunderstrike. But like, there's another character that I really love. I'm not going to say who it is because it could include spoilers for people who haven't read what character, you know, this character's book. But when that book ended, the character got a very nice ending. Thunderstrike got a very nice ending. Captain Marvel had a very nice ending, but they keep bringing him back now. It's the point where it's like, stop it. Just keep keep him dead. (laughs) And it's like, I don't like when characters actually get a nice ending, bringing them back. I don't care how good you think you can do it. I don't think this is going to be done very well. It's more of like a yeah, here's this seedless character. Let's do what we want to do. You know, this will make it fun because people remember him, but they don't remember him enough to know this other stuff. So that type of, you know, it's it's like, I probably would have loved it had I not read the Thunderstrike series because I remember Thunderstrike just as a kid, like, oh, it's the cool super 90s character. But now after reading this, it doesn't really pop me at all, you know? Right. I that's kind of exactly how I thought you were going to feel because I read this and I was like oh Casey's not gonna care for this too much and then then I I I had to make it a point to tell him to try his best not to get spoiled by it because I wanted him to genuinely see it and not just see that panel and think I I didn't want any like preconceived notions in your head it's not even like I, I'm like shaking my fist like, Burger! like it's not that bad. I mean, it might be by the next issue. Like maybe he'll just be like, and then Thunderstrike pooped and rolled in it. And then he said, <laughs> I hate Casey. And I'll be like, this is like a very weird attack on me. But if that, you know, if like if it's just like, oh yeah, we, you know, like this isn't what we wanted. He's a zombie. He has to go away. And I'll be like, whatever. It was dumb that they used him, but it's fine. Well, despite the Thunderstrike stuff, uh, well, you know, with the Thunderstrike stuff, give it a rating. Uh, I'm probably at an eight. I, I still really liked it. The other spot that kind of dragged for me was when she was at the bazaar or whatever, and she was like just murdering those guys. And like, I like that Wong brought it up 
later, but still that's always jarring having like the main character just brutally murder people, even though she is kind of a demon. <laughs> so it yeah, makes I sense, mean, she's from, but, she's from the dark dimension. That, that's yeah. just, that's just how they do it there. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you, you think she would still try to like, it's like Electra is a, an assassin, but she's also like, I'm honoring Matt by not murdering these people that I could easily murder. And with her, you know, with her she's just like i don't care (laughs) (laughs) so i'll say this though because i've been in in not the same situation but a situation (laughs) where you just don't realize you're doing it until someone's like hey you're doing this don't be a dummy so maybe wong saying that is all that she'll need she didn't seem too worried about it though she's just like this is what we do right i'm not Stephen strange you know so what about you though man did you were you higher on it than me or were we about the same we are at exactly the same i liked it a lot it wasn't perfect but i'm totally along for the ride yeah i mean i i'm at the point now where i think like the average mckay score is gonna be like an eight like he's just he's good i mean i don't think like it's gonna be hard for him really with his uh, you know with his writing abilities to be below an eight and right. odds are he'll get tens. <laughs> yeah. He he did just this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next up it's going to be One Star Squadron by Mark Russell and Steve Lieber. And this book is just a fun book. It's an enjoyable book. Um did you have anything that really kind of, you know, that you were like, "Oh yeah, this was funny." I know there was a part I laughed at, but not having it in front of me and reading it like three or four days ago, I don't remember. Um, but I, I know that I liked the book a lot. There, there was one part because we made we've made fun of NFT people before, and this part kind of made me chuckle. There's yes, also... yes, that was that okay. was the part. Thank you. Okay, because she was like, "Yeah, they paid like three million dollars for it, so I'm literally working under a three million dollar painting." And they think and they think they can sell it for four. I'm telling you, if this place ever goes and up in flames, I'm cleaning that painting. That way they've got to save me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm completely aware of my lack of value. Oh, hold on, Debbie. Mr. Tornado, <laughs> the board will see you soon. And then he's like, and you know, Tornado's thinking in his head, and he's like, surely they know a good investment when they see it. And then it cuts to the big NFT painting. <laughs> yeah which is literally that could be any of them that yeah. i see floating around it's a it's a monkey fish smoking for those listening and, and then there's another part too that made me laugh because like he's having to move different people around you know basically like they wanted to let, let him off and um he, they were like oh he's gonna be doing the uh the alec baldwin tells the salesman about the sales contest for the third prize is you're fired and then plastic man shows up and he starts doing bits from that and then they have to tell him like oh no yeah we're letting off a lot of people and i thought that was funny too i just like seeing plastic man i do too and also i like the whole hey buddy like clearly everyone yeah. knows he's just trying to keep his job sort of thing it, it yeah was fun. it was fun but this book is just enjoyable i mean the only really downside and like i always take it as it's not in continuity but is Power Girl. I don't like how she's written in this. I think she should be written honestly. Like I would I would like kill to have a Rainbow Rowell Power Girl series. I think she would kill it because she's killing it with She-Hulk. And in my opinion, they would have similar personalities and then you can make that work really, really well. Yeah. So, she she just shouldn't be here. She's not the same caliber. Yeah. As he's, and I don't think Red Tornado is either, but I mean, whatever. That's why, that, that's why he's in the management position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so like outside of her being out of place to me, and that's why, like I said, I think it's out of continuity. That Other than that, I like this book a lot. I'm at an 8.5 for it. Yeah, I, uh, I put it at a nine. Right on, man. Okay. And then we've got... Daredevil, Woman Without Fear, number three. It's written by Chip Zdarsky, and art is done by Raphael De La Torre. Um, I liked this book. There's a big thing 
this week, though, where uh, this was actually supposed to come out after next week's Devil's Reign, which is number five, I think. And that didn't happen. So if you read this book, you will be spoiled for Devil's Reign five. So, Casey, I don't really know how much you want to say about this, but I like the art. I thought the it was a cool mini series overall. Um, I liked it. Yeah, the art in it is outstanding. Um, the fight. I mean, we can talk about the fight between her and Craven. So, true. like her and Craven fight, and like before, she's very much trying to fight like Matt, and she talks about that. She's like, "Oh, I'm not a boxer. I'm not going to be taking hits. I'm an assassin." So then she figures out a way to spoiler alert you know not get killed by craven and beat him like i mean i don't think you were really expecting her to lose that that's not the big spoiler and then some stuff happens and some really something i thought that was wildly cool on that last page you know when she was looking at her weapon that's as much detail i'm going into it but i thought that was really really cool what do you think about that yeah, I thought it was uh, it was definitely a twist. I did not expect it. Which we shouldn't since, you know, we've not read that comic yet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Well, I meant uh I meant what what the other characters said too. Yeah, I mean that's what I was saying, you know. But yeah, so I still really liked it. I'm going to give this an incomplete grade though, since we haven't read Devil's Reign and you know, we got the spoiler and I kind of want to see how it works in conjunction with that. So I'm going to say incomplete for now. Well, I, I have to do the same. Otherwise, I, what kind of podcast would this be? Uh, one, I don't know, man. I mean, where we have different opinions, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My dog's snoring. She's having a dream. Sleepy about, baby. Hope it's about comics. um so next up is she hulk number two and this is by rainbow rowell and um rohe antonio on the art hopefully i got that name pretty close but oh boy what'd you think of this man so like overall i liked it i here's the thing this issue is very uh jack of hearts heavy and i don't know a darn thing about jack of hearts yeah so this is what's funny my dad for some reason i think it was because like when he was growing up the place that he would get comics from he would just he told me he's like i just buy whatever they had he had a ton of jack of hearts when i was a kid so i read a ton, like i've read enough that i've always thought he looked as cool as anybody sure Be- because if you look like someone threw up on you that's cool to me but um so I was like really hyped that he was in it. And honestly, though, this book, nothing really happens in it. Really, when you think about it, nothing happens. But I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Rainbow just did such a good job of writing. Basic, like I said, basically nothing, but makes it so enjoyable while you're reading it. She makes Jennifer Walters extremely likable. Oh, yeah. Like for sure, just such a good character and a wholesome character. And you know, I like the part where Jack was like, if we do this, then Tony is gonna be a douche about it. And she's like, Yeah, yeah, he is gonna be a douche about it, but they don't do that, and then she like wants to get pizza with him or whatever, which I realize yeah. that means nothing if you haven't read the book, but you should be reading the book. Uh, but still, I I love it. Yeah. The one thing I thought was funny too was like, she's like, you need some water. He's like, I don't drink water. And then she like looks the water that she got him is empty because he's already drank it. And then like, then he's like, I don't eat. And then he's like eating all this food and you know all this type of stuff because like his clearly his powers are changing. So yeah, I'm very into it. I'm very excited to see what the next issue brings. I hope this series goes on for hundreds and hundreds of issues because I love it. It's gonna be a <laughs> ten out of ten for me. <laughs> uh that's funny 
I, I'm also at a 10. And and I'll I'll tell you this too. I think the cover, all these Jen Bartel covers deserve 10 out of 10 too. Yes. The colors are amazing. The face is just beautiful. I love everything about it. Yeah. And also the interior art is a so great, good. great time it's too. So good. Yeah. This series, it's just like this is the perfect tone for a She-Hulk series. Don't get me wrong. I love the Tamaki run that was prior. That was a little bit more dark, a little bit more with Jin dealing with her, you know, like, you know, her mental stuff. It's like, I don't want that for forever for Jin. Cause I think Jin should be more like this versus that. But I do think that was a good series for, you know, series for her for growth, but this is what I like. <laughs> yep. It's very much like the top gear meme where it's like, this is good, but I love this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, and then uh, Batman 121, and this has got uh, Joshua Williamson on the writing duties, and then we have Jorge Molina and Mikhail Hanin writing. So, yeah, this end, you know, this starts where the last one, in, like right where the last one ended, where Bruce and Lex are going to team up to take down Abyss and Batman Inc., but then it's like, psych, Batman Inc.'s been on my team this whole time. Which didn't really make a lot of sense. That's one thing that kind of annoyed me because he goes, Batman go like while they're doing, he's like, Code Club of Heroes. And then Abyss is like, What's that mean? And then the heroes, you know, like we were never on your side, and they you know start fighting them. <laughs> the way later you on, said that. <laughs> I know. But uh well, I mean that's that's clearly how um oh the the hood talks or whatever the dude's name is. But yeah, so then like they do, they do that stuff. And then later on, they're like, how'd you, they ask Batman, they're like, Hey, how'd you know that we weren't working for him? And he's like, you know, it's just like, wait, so he didn't know. He just said this random code and they're like, Oh, this is the real Batman. Like that didn't make any sense to me when I was reading that. It doesn't make any sense to me now that you've said that. Yeah. Like I'm trying to find the, the line of dialogue here. But the art in this is amazing. I think Abyss is a really cool looking character. They really called him out. Like, I love how the Batman Inc. calls him out too, though. And then they're like, oh, hey, you know, I mean, like, we still have to do this stuff, even though we aren't getting your money anymore, basically. You know, it's like, well, that's that's true. They poke oh, he's fun like, at them not being around anymore when they would be still. Yeah. And he, oh, then um man of bats goes when did you know and he's like that we weren't and then the hood's like that we weren't really working with abyss or lex and he's like in the prison you're all amazing fighters when you attacked me it was clear you were holding back and it's like (laughs) but (laughs) that is just the worst thing i've ever heard (laughs) but what's so dumb about that though is like he's i mean he says he's like oh i knew this but it doesn't make any sense though, because he still says the the pass, you know, passcode, and then they're like, "Oh, well, now we'll stop attacking him." So that was kind of goofy, but I do love the art in this. I didn't read the backup story because, again, I just did not care. I'm like, I'm already not, I, I'm already struggling to read a punchline backup story. I don't need read one about this, but the uh, I'm pretty hyped for the Shadow Wars, so you know that's going on too Dude, all the epilogue stuff i was like oh my goodness they're setting up a bunch yeah right what what about you man did you love it did you hate it did you like it okay uh yeah i liked it fine i i feel like it was kind of wrapped up a little too quickly um but whatever art was fantastic and uh i like the idea that there could be other abysses out there since yeah. lex was experimenting a lot um yeah, i yeah. wish i wish this would give us another batman which it kind of seems like maybe Ghostmaker is going to be on batman inc that's kind of like the vibes i was getting i don't know if you were getting that but uh, i wasn't but i'd be fine with that like yeah there's no it, reason we can't get a mini series yeah i would because uh, i would be all about a new batman inc series starring Ghostmaker and the rest of those crazy kids I think that'd be pretty awesome. Cause like, mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I would love more of the Batman Inc guys period. So. Cause the hood looks too cool to not yeah, right? be around. Yeah. 
but where are you at with this one? Um, probably like a seven five. Yeah, I was thinking about an eight. Like I, the art in this really kind of carries it. Williamson, it just seems like he was trying to do way too much when he should have had like one more issue. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's still pretty solid. Yeah. So okay, it is time for what we are excited about next week. What are you excited about, buddy? I'm gonna say Batgirls, um, Thor. And Trial of the Amazons. Right on. I'm going to go with Devil's Reign. Um, uh, let's look at some Punisher. I'm going to give that a try, even though like I'm usually very much let down with Punisher books. Because I'm always like, oh, this will be cool. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He's only going to kill the grunts and then not actually do anything about the bad guy. And then uh, I'm going to say <laughs> Thor. Oh, I want to say, too, since it's on the list, I read Joker 12 today. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really quick, because I'm sure we have time. What would you what did you think about that character that I mentioned? Since, I mean, next one's coming up anyway. Which one? There was a big reveal about a big guy that was in. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like I I feel like we we had that pinned like issue one <laughs> yeah we were like because I, I was like it's gotta be bane like bane just didn't die but then like he shows up in task force z and i'm like i guess he did die but then like matthew rosenberg was like there's people that are like complaining that uh lack of continuity between joker and task force z and they forget to look at the r- name of the writer on both books like i, I don't know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing uh, I thought it was cool, though. I like the idea that uh, that Joker's just kind of along for the ride in the in his titled book, and Bane right. is the one pulling the strings. I think that's kind of hilarious. Yeah. So I'm I'm very interested in seeing how it goes. It was a great issue, though. It was. It like man, if we just got rid of Punchline, that would be like a perfect book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So there's this podcast I listen to called dead eyes and i've told you about it maybe once or twice this guy named connor ratliff he was uh, gonna he was cast in band of brothers but then they were like oh you have to redo your uh tryout basically in front of tom hanks because there's something about your video that he just didn't like so he had to do it live then while he's on the bus ride back to his you know his flat he gets a call and they're like, Hey, um, we're gonna have to go a different route. Tom Hanks thinks you have dead eyes. <laughs> and right. so then, like this podcast then is ha- is this dude telling his story and like talking to different people. It's all really about failure. It's a very good podcast. I would highly recommend it. And then this last episode, he was talking, he's like, There was two two problems when I was shipping this podcast around to see if anyone wanted to, you know, sponsor it or whatever, they said, you're going to run out of ideas. And he's like, and I'm on 30 episodes. So that's clearly not happening. And the other thing is you'll never get Tom Hanks. Well, that's not true either. Cause next time and it cuts to like uh, the you know start of the, the, those two talking. And it's like, it was so cool. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, if Connor in his podcast basically talking about how tom hanks ruined his life it's not really like that but in his podcast if he can get tom hanks what are four attainable dream guests that you and me could get for a sit down on this podcast so a couple of these are based on interactions with creators that we've had before during the og podcast days of the jc (laughs) power hour um so I'm going to say Dennis Calero and Peter Krause specifically. Yeah. Um, and then I'll say John Lees. Yeah, I think that's, that's he's very on, he's doable. On, he's on my list. The only downside with him is 100% he's in the UK. So our time tables are just completely different. So Yeah. And then uh, I'm going to say Freddie Williams. Okay. because i would love to have him on and he is somewhat local to this area and i feel like he's not like he's a very busy guy but he's not like 
as you said, we wouldn't be able to get like Jeff Johns on, right? Yeah. So uh, maybe Freddie. All right. Um, so for me, I'm going to go with uh, John Lee's like we, we previously, previously stated. He's very, very likely to be able to be on. It's really just trying to find a time that works for you and me and him since we always do this later in the day. He's like, oh, I'm asleep at that time because that's how different our schedules are. But then uh, also I think Mark Wade is very gettable. I mean, like, honestly, if we were just like, hey, um, you have this opinion on this Silver Age comic and then we could just hit record and then we'd have like a good hour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I could listen to him talk about whatever Silver Age comic he wants. Yeah, I could listen to him talk about almost anything comic book related because he yeah he has a really good mind for comics um and then i'm trying to think i was trying i was like trying to think like a different oh andrew mclean is another one that i'm like i think that's doable he's a very nice man that i think you could easily skip easily give us like 20 minutes at a con and not be too annoyed like as soon as we got past that 20 mark he'd probably be like okay guys you're nice but i'm getting tired of this (laughs) (laughs) which i'm like that's fair um and hey, then, he owes me one. I put out his stickers at my shop. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then let, I'm a, let's just say uh, Brian Atkins. We could get him probably pretty easily. I know a guy. Yeah. I mean, you probably you probably know his art dealer, right? I do. I do. <laughs> well, let's uh, I, I, I think we should try for all those guys. Yeah. To see what happens. I mean, like Mark, I think Mark is probably the hardest would be, I mean, I could, I, he's not on Twitter anymore. If he was on Twitter more, I could for sure slide into his DMs because he f- still follows my regular Twitter, but I don't think he follows, I don't think he's ever on Twitter anymore. Right. We'll see what the future brings. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. It so, is. Uh... We'll go through the closing plugs that everyone knows by heart. Say it with me, guys, if you would. <laughs> Don't say it with me. <laughs> <laughs> Please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give our page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And also please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is two worlds podcast on YouTube. While you're leaving comments, tell us, you know, your favorite Laffy Taffy jokes and tell us who else should be on as a guest. And if you go Chris Hemsworth, we'll agree, but it's not happening. (laughs) But so, Jake, uh, did you hear like most trucks are uh, pretty lonely? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they're, they're all like a pretty lonely thing, except for one type. You know what type of truck is never lonely? What type of truck? A pickup truck. Bye, guys. Bye.